Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. It's Thrive Thursday, and I like to talk to people that's out there thriving. So let me welcome to the show. She is a chief inventor and founder of Creation Nation. Yes. Hmm, I love that. Let me welcome <laughs> Dantisha Seymour. Welcome to the Karen Hunter Show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You don't need quick. Them teeth are like a hundred million watts. <laughs> you don't need it at all. I'm like, I, I need my glasses. Damn. All right. Yo, what, what are you using? Wow. I can't. Uh, Crest. Girl, tell us. Tell us. <laughs> Man, let me write you that down. I drink too much tea to even have that. But so anyway. You got to brush after the tea. That's Ooh. the key. Brushing after the coffee, after the tea. Yeah. Who's got time for that, Nantisha? I'll take my <laughs> dingy gray teeth. Uh, you keep you keep smiling with your thousand watt smile, um, and I'm loving what you're doing because th- so many of us are inventors in our minds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just stays right there. Uh, yeah. Tell us your story that got you into inventing and then turning it into business and, and industry. Yeah, so actually, so many of us are inventors in real life. We just don't take it past our thoughts into execution, mainly because there isn't anyone out there or any specific area that's showing you how to do it appropriately and effectively. For me personally, I started my invention journey about seven years ago. I was actually in politics and running for city council. So this was not the path that I thought I'd be on today. Um, My background is in politics. That's what I went to school for. Shout out to FAMU. Um, And so, yep, Rattler. And so that wasn't the plan I had for my life, but I had this really great idea for an invention, for a product. And it was one of those moments where you're like, you know, this could actually be the million dollar thing. This could be the thing that changes my family's legacy. So I told myself that if we funded a Kickstarter campaign, I would drop out of the race. We funded the campaign, I dropped out of the race and the incumbent dropped out the following Monday. So it became an open seat race. Some nobody, no name, someone won that seat but for me that was confirmation mm-hmm. that I was on the right track and since then we've helped over 1400 inventors build their products and so we're, we have an audacious goal to help 1 million inventors bring their products to life wow That's okay guess. yeah <laughs> the first thing you invented and what's the patent number oh oh god I don't have the patent See, number come on now you should have <laughs> those frames so here's the thing, I saw the company. I saw the company in 2016. So I don't have any of that anymore. <laughs> so yeah, I don't have the patent number, but it was Mobile Grip Gear. We were a mobility apparel company. We created a glove that had a case for your cell phone. So you can use, this was pre-wearables, pre-Apple watches, Samsung watches, when we were using Nike app and MyFitnessPal and all of these things to track our, um, our workouts. And there was nowhere to hold our phone. We would have it in our bra. We would have it in our pants pockets. We would put it on the floor. And so we actually inserted it in the back of a glove so you could have easy access to it and track your workouts without breaking stride, without having to find it and it's sweating inside of your clothing. And so that was actually the product we created back in 2014. So it's been a long time, 2013, 2014. Yeah. Okay. And then you sold your company. Did you get a big check? on t-shirt uh, actually after everything was said and done not as much as i would have liked <laughs> but enough for me and my daughter to travel the the world for a year so there's that that's, that's beautiful all right where are you yeah. from i'm from jacksonville florida okay yeah. all right so growing up in jacksonville florida did you know any mm-hmm. in- inventors uh who who inspired you no um honestly 
No, but I did used to watch infomercials at night. Like, you know, when regular TV went off before the the um, red, white, pink, purple, yellow screen came on, there were infomercials. And so mm -hmm. I used to watch these infomercials and be like, man, these products are so amazing. Which honestly, that's why infomercials were made, right? To make you believe their products were amazing. And so I always looked at them and thought, man, that's kind of cool. That's neat. But never, ever once thought I'd build a product. Not my goal, not my plan no actual um, mentors or people to look up in that area. It really is just something that kind of happened and I got a feeling and it wouldn't leave me alone. alone. It was a feeling and it lasted for a minute for about maybe four or five months and I just kept thinking about it and finally decided I would try it and see what happens and see if what people thought about it and they loved it. And so I was like, well, let's give this a try. Wow. So you, you're like the black Ron Popeil, right? That guy that just died he used to be on TV. Remember all those inventions? You, you, you better than him because you're helping people do this, right? <laughs> I am helping people. Now, you made me think about that when you started because I used to watch those TV commercials. That, that dates yeah. me a little bit. And I'm sitting up here going, like, I don't know. Could I use that in the kitchen? Who's coming up with yeah. this stuff, right? I used to love the shopping network. Oh, my yeah. God. I used to be on there like $39.99, four payments of $6.95, finger mm -hmm. hat, all those different things. I used to love it. Couldn't buy any of it because <laughs> yeah. my mom would not have that. But it was always just so mesmerizing to see people like, you know, create their products and then sell it. And I mm. thought it was neat, but it just never seemed like a path for me. I was yeah. really on like a social justice, community justice path. So mm -hmm. I never saw myself in that like light. Um, but here we are. All right. The, the, besides the glove, what else mm -hmm. have you invented? Don't me you? personally? Yes. That's it. That's it. Okay. That's it. The, the, you help people invent the most yes. interesting the last year, because mm -hmm. I'm sure the pandemic, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. That's why I know everything that was invented between 16, 19 and oh, carry the one probably like <laughs> 1950 yeah. black people probably did that because we were the ones yeah, doing yeah. all the things. So we're talking about the broom, the mop, yep. the, every, the, the cotton gin. Shut up, Eli. With, 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 you ain't do that. I know black, you are picking cotton. So of course, mm -hmm. you know, so there has to be something during this pandemic that people are, are you know, that have come out of this. Yeah. So there's been a lot of people that are just saying, you know, especially since they were home and they had a lot of time to think about their lives, their dreams, their future, like whether or not um, they had control over what their life was going to look like, especially when there were so many, you know, restaurants and businesses closing or shutting down. And so a lot of people did decide they wanted to work on their product and see if they could make a go at it. So we did see a surge of creators kind of come out of the woodwork and want to at least try to prototype the product um, and see where it went. We've had some really innovative products come out of it. We had some really cute products come out um, of the pandemic. I can honestly say I haven't seen, just from last year, I haven't seen anything like world changing from our inventors from the last year, but we did have a lot of really great products that would solve problems in the marketplace. Yeah. Now, let me ask you real quick one question, because I think this is really important for people here. It looks like you have like a whole slew of people to help you get that. Talk about a little bit about that process to get a patent, because I think people don't understand that that takes time, even when you have yeah. an invention. And mm -hmm. I think it'd be good for our listeners to just hear what does that entail? Can you tell us, you know, briefly what that might mean and and how long is the path from, you know, creating something to producing and getting that patent 
stuff because that always is a thing, right? Yeah. So I, I think, and that's actually the biggest misconception about the industry is that you need mm -hmm. to file this big daddy patent to protect your yeah. idea while you're building your product. When in fact, it's the opposite. You actually okay. have to prototype to test it before you spend five and $10,000 uh -huh. on a yeah. 10, 15 year patent. So what we do is we advise our inventors to do a provisional patent. That's a one year temporary patent that oh. holds their date, allows them to develop their product. You can actually file that for $70 yourself. So we show them how to file right. their patent for $70. It gives them patent pending status, just as if it was a full patent. And then mm -hmm. they can work on their product for the next six, nine, 12 months. And right before those 12 months are over, that's when they should, well, probably three months before it's over, that's when they should consult an attorney about the full non-provisional patent. So it really okay. just depends on the products. We've had products where people have built them in two and a half months. We've had some where it's taken two years. It just depends on the technical complexity of what they're building. But most, because there is someone showing them how to do this, and because we actually take the guesswork out and match them with designers, engineers, prototyping mm -hmm. companies, and manufacturers, we're actually able to get most people through the product development process in six to nine months. Oh, that's great. See, that's what I want to hear because, you know, as a kid, I always was coming up with stuff to make in the backyard and my mother would be yelling at me and see if I could have been an inventor. But, you know, they were stopping me. So, yeah. yeah I always yeah. stopping the progress. All right. <laughs> so if what does it take to to create a prototype? I was talking with Eldroy Williams. She bought a, a 3D printer. To, yeah. And so she's like making a bunch of stuff, <laughs> you know, and you got these patterns and stuff and you can come up with things, uh, but not everybody has access to a 3D printer. What does it take to do yeah. a prototype that will allow it to go to market? Again, so it depends on the type of product. Mm -hmm. If your product is textile and that's fabric, anything that's made from nature, fabric, wood, paper, rubber, that can be done with a local manufacturer, a small batch manufacturer, someone who can prototype 5, 10, 12, 100 units. Um, and all you need is just a pattern, a regular design that an industrial designer would do. And then you would take that to a small batch manufacturer and they can make your prototype. What does that cost? What does it cost to get the uh, pattern? And what does it no, cost it just, to... So it depends. So if you don't go through a product development company, because product development companies tack fees on top of fees on top of fees. And I know that personally, because I was quoted $12,000 for a prototype mm. for my glove. I did it for $300. Wow. So it just depends on if you know the right people. So a, pa a design probably will run you between three to $600. And then a prototype, probably another for textile would be another three to 600 when you're talking about 3D printing, which is what you were just mentioning, which is fun, but it's not, it's actually more complex than just buying a 3D printer because you need the right software to have this, yeah, the schematics and the specifications right for that to print right. You have to know the weight, you have to know the density of the material that you're using. And so those are a little more expensive on the design side. You move from six to 900 on design and then maybe another $600 for a prototype. So we like to tell our inventors we can help them prototype their product for less than $2,000 them to test it out in the marketplace, see if there's something they want to kind of really build on before they go and they spend 10, 20, $30,000 in manufacturing. I have yeah. a buddy who ended up on Shark Tank uh, with a fork that had his own, like you carry it with you and it has his own stand. So it's not touching anything, which I'm, yeah. I got one because I'm, you know, I'm traveling with my own <laughs> fork now because I'm not playing with these people at restaurants. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what y'all doing. And he ended up on Shark Tank and I don't think he got it. Nobody, you know, you know, everybody was out. Yeah. Do you do you think those shows uh, help people who invent things because they, they, you know, or talk? I think those shows sparked a level of creativity in our community and our society that we hadn't seen in over two decades. 
right around inventing and creating products. So I think what it did was it made everybody feel like they could be an, a creator and inventor and they could have a business. I think it is, it is a little disillusioned in terms of like how things come to where they are. Mm -hmm. um, because the process is long before you get to Shark Tank, right? Building the product, testing the market, selling it, validating it, making some money, and then getting in front of uh, producers and pitching and selling your idea. There's just so many steps that you have to go through before you actually get to a Shark Tank. And so I think when people would come to us and say, well, I want to be on Shark Tank, I'm like, okay, you need a product. Like your idea is great. Everyone has ideas, but you actually need to execute and build a product to put in front of the sharks. And they don't realize how difficult their process can be, especially if they're doing the journey on their own. Um, but even with us, it's still a process that requires people to commit to it for at least six to nine months. Cause you know, we, we get a little scattered and distracted by life and everything that's going on. And so knowing that it's not going to be something that happens overnight, that it's not a get rich quick thing when it comes to product development there are riches in it but it is a long game yeah so if somebody's out here thinking i might be a little inventor i might want to do something are there anything that you might suggest that in the next three to five years somebody should be looking at areas that would be great for invention right now you know i keep thinking you know uh clearly since people ain't bathing we need to get you know more bath products up in here but uh i digress uh, i'm just wondering if there's any kind of trends you see and you know what should be invented and what kinds of products people are looking for right now so that's actually funny more bath products is not going to help people debate if they're okay not i know it won't but you know they'll make me buy some because I, I like that that's not going to help that that issue no it's not um, unfortunately honestly when it comes to product creation you are like the best person to deal with the problems that are in front of you mm -hmm. i tell people when you're looking for trends and you're trying to find an idea you kind of have to figure out what you're dealing with every day like what's bothering you what's mm -hmm. a little nuance what what do you say man i really wish somebody would create something for this thing i really wish somebody would make this better um and we have seen products come out of the pandemic right where it was yeah. like we really wish there were clear masks we really wish there was this that mm -hmm. and other and people were creating based on that so you can look at trends and see how it's affecting you personally because when you look at trends and you try to fix a problem that you have absolutely no idea about it becomes a lot more difficult to get through the validation stage the, the value proposition what makes your thing special what makes it unique how can you sell it to people if you don't really feel and understand the problem Right. And so I tell people to look within when they start looking for ideas. What do you see around you? What are you feeling around you that needs to be perfected or that there needs to be a uh, there's a gap that needs to be filled, fulfilled? What does that look like for you? And then you solve that problem. Okay. That is that great advice. Good. Great advice. Because um, I have a relative that was trying to develop something for little people. And I was like, how many little people you do you know you don't know their struggle yeah no I, yeah. none but i see them on tv and i think i could i'm like yeah that ain't enough that that's not enough <laughs> no all right what's that book that you have there because you have it in in a little bit in the site so i know you want us to m maybe see what oh. that is what is that book <laughs> actually this is actually just one of my favorite books it's called so good they can't ignore you oh by cal newport so it basically talks about excellence at a level to where it doesn't matter how small you are, just be the best in the room, be the best at what you do, be so good that they can't ignore you. Like you don't have to worry about getting in front of the right people because your name is already being circulated in those rooms. She is, she is Creation Nation. If people out there who are listening are inventors, they reach out to you and what happens next? So it depends. 
depends. We have an, uh, something called the Innovation Pledge where they can pledge to start working on that idea. They can do that by just attending some of our free trainings or they can actually join our program where we help them through the process. If they wanna just get you know nuggets and tips, we send out emails. Right now we're in the middle of a challenge, a five-day challenge where we're basically helping people figure out their, their product process um, to get them to the other side. So there's all kinds of things we do in Creation Nation to help them at each level. Sometimes they're just like, I, I'm not sure. I just wanna know more about the process. I wanna understand the difference between the type of engineer I want to understand the difference between the types of products and what their process looks like. And then some people are like, listen, I've had this idea for 10 years. I have a patent. I'm ready to build it. We need the support to build it. We don't know what to do. We don't know who we can trust. And then they come and they work with us as a part of the community. So they just go to creationnation.co.co for company. Creationnation.co. And you can follow Donticia at D-O-N-T-E-A-S, excuse me, T-E-A-C-I-A. Did I say that correct? Or is it Ticia? Is it Don Ticia? I was don't worry. I was just about to. My mama always told me to correct people. That's, thank you. I appreciate it. Don Ticia. Don Ticia. Follow her on the Twitter. She, of course, is out there creating. I love that you have all those options for folk because it's yeah. scary. So now they have they can put their toe in the water and not yeah. and not drown. Appreciate that. Yes. Creationnation.co, Don Ticia. D-O-N-T-E-A-C-I-A on the Twitters. Thank you for being here, Miss Seymour. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to The Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.